It's easy to tell yourself to live in gratitude and that you're the seed of an all-powerful universe that can make anything happen, but those words don't matter if you also believe that you're subject to conditions that keep you from having what you really want. This is part two of a three-part series on unconditional well-being. Today, we're focusing on those scenarios where you're certain that the conditions holding you back are totally real. I'm ready for this if you are. You're listening to The Universe Has Your Business. It's the podcast for rising entrepreneurs, coaches, and changemakers who are here to achieve more while letting the universe do the heavy lifting. I'm your host, Andrew Donovan. So let's do just a quick recap about what we discussed in the last episode, just in case you missed it. Now, this idea of conditional living is something that I've caught myself doing for years and years. It's something that has robbed me of many moments of joy, and the more conscious I become of those moments when I'm living conditionally, the more I start to reclaim my power and become more equipped, more in the flow of creating the life experiences and the business experiences that I want. Have I caught your attention? So when you master, the more you master the principles of living unconditionally, the more mighty and powerful you begin to feel. For recap's sake, this is what conditional living is. Conditional living is looking at conditions in the world around you, things that are outside of you, things that are outside your control, looking at outside conditions, reacting emotionally based on what they look like to you, and then spending your life trying to change conditions so that you can feel better. And I hope that you're chuckling with me because I just described most marriages, most businesses, most parent-child relationships, most people's jobs. That's what most humans do. We look at outside conditions like relationships, like social issues, like legal and political conditions. We look at things like a health pandemic, at things like social injustices. We look at things that are conditions like our physical bodies and what our bodies look like or what our health is like. We look at conditions. We react emotionally based on what they look like to us. And then we spend our lives trying to change conditions so that we can feel better. Now, I want to be really clear here. What I've just described is not wrong. It's just the hard way of going about it, okay? Because some people will listen to this and they'll think, so you're telling me, Andrew Donovan, that I should look at global warming and just say, well, I live unconditionally, so I'm not going to do anything about it. Not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying, though, is that the hard unnecessarily difficult the the unnecessary difficulty that so many of us add into our lives is we look at conditions and we have a knee-jerk reaction as we observe those conditions and then from a place of being uninspired being totally out of alignment because we're experiencing a knee-jerk emotional reaction from that space we try to act on those conditions and change them Versus stepping back, finding your alignment first, and then taking inspired action. Or, more importantly, finding your alignment and knowing that law of attraction is always working and the universe is always bringing things together based on energy, so you would do much better to find a great energetic feeling space 
and from there know that all the conditions are fine-tuning themselves and working themselves out because you've now become the attractor of better conditions. Imagine, friend, if instead of getting tens of millions or hundreds of millions or potentially billions of people worked up about global warming, instead if we all got really tuned into appreciation for our planet and appreciation for caring for this place where we live. Totally different energy than shaking our fists and saying, we've got to fight global warming. We've got to fight the things we're doing to ruin our planet. Look at the injustice we're doing to our planet. It's just a totally different energy. Neither of them are right or wrong. One of them feels a lot better, is a lot more enjoyable, and will inevitably draw more inspired solutions much quicker. Okay, so that was... That's the recap from part one. If you missed part one, go back and listen to it because we go much deeper than that. But here is what I want to discuss in part two. People listen to this discussion about conditional living and unconditional living. Unconditional living, of course, is where you don't require conditions to feel good. You can tend to your own alignment. You can tune into great energy internally first and then draw to you the conditions that match that. And it's really just a celebratory rendezvous. People hear this and the first thing that I hear most often is, but wait, Andrew, my conditions are real. So what do I do about that? I'm not making this up. I've really got the difficult relationship. I've really got this serious health condition. I've really got this inconvenient or this 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 environment that I live in that's really affecting me. So what do we do? So I hear you and I promise you I've spent many moments of my own life also steeped in the quote unquote reality of my conditions. This year is the 10th anniversary of my marriage and I've had many, many moments in my marriage where I thought, well, this condition sucks. If my husband was acting differently or thought differently or understood me differently or agreed on this thing differently, then I would feel better. It's totally real. Look at the injustice that I am stuck in in this little corner of my marriage. I've totally experienced that. I've also, like many people listening to this episode, have tuned into conditions that are outside like social issues. I mean, some of the racial injustices and social injustices that we still see on our planet. I I, I look at those and I just, I mean, my jaw drops most of the time. And I think this is still a thing. Like, have we not evolved past this? Are you fucking kidding me? And in some moments, I feel very helpless And some moments, I I feel very upset because there's injustices going on. And so I get when you have a reality, a condition that is real. You're not making it up, okay? If you open up your bank account today and there's $50 in there and you need $1,000 to make it to the end of the month, I get that that condition is not made up in your mind. It's a real condition. But you still have the opportunity in front of you to live unconditionally. And this is where people get so stuck because you think this makes no sense. You're telling me that instead of looking at the conditions, like the 50 bucks in my bank account, I should just go meditate and go internal, uh, go be introspective and tune into an energy within me. How is that going to fix my money problem? Or how is that going to fix the the issue in my relationship? Maybe you're in an abusive relationship. Maybe you're in a relationship where you don't have sex. Maybe you're in a business where there's no leads or there's no sales or there's 
whatever unfavorable, undesirable condition, I get it that it might be completely real and you're not making up the details of it, okay? But let me ask you this question. By putting your focus on the condition and having a knee-jerk emotional response to that condition, who are you serving? How is that helping you? And, you know, when it comes to something like a social condition, a social injustice, a something socially that or politically that we need to change, a lot of people I've found think that you're doing a service to the world by getting upset and being shaking your fist. In fact, I remember during the Black Lives Matter uh, experience that we had last year in 2020, a lot of my friends wrote on social media, and I'm, I'm venturing into dangerous grounds here, I can sense it, <laughs> so I'm going to be really careful here. A lot of friends that I had posted on social media, and they said things like, if you're not shaking in anger, you're part of the problem. And um, I don't think they're wrong. I, I, I don't think they're wrong. I just think that they're going about it the hardest way possible. Because for me, I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing to me that we have any kind of racial issues at all now. I mean, I'm a minority on multiple accounts. I'm, I'm, I'm not tall. I'm, I'm, I'm short. I'm gay. I'm Asian. So I've got all these, and I live in the United States, in Utah, where everybody's white. So I get the, I get the thing about being a minority, and because of that, it's, like just, it's just mind-blowing to me that we still have racial issues. That being said... I can't get behind being angry and resentful and shaking my fist at a social injustice because that puts me at the energetic level of the injustice itself. That puts me energetically at the level of the problem and the solution exists beyond the problem. The solution is going to be a lot more inspired than the problem. And so I don't think that getting upset about any condition is wrong. It's just the hard way of going about changing it. There's a much more effective way, which is why... We're having this discussion. Have I got you still? And, and have, I, have I ruffled some feathers? If I have, I'm okay with that. Because I want to challenge you on the method by which you have spent most of your life trying to change conditions that you don't like. Because again, to reiterate, when you look at the condition and you have that knee-jerk emotional response, and then you say from that space of feeling out of alignment, feeling like you've been done wrong, feeling like something's off, something's not right, from that space, when you then go and try and take action, you're just, it's not the wrong action, it's just not gonna be very inspired action. And energetically, you are now being a vibration, you are now being an energy that isn't going to draw a lot of inspired cooperative components to you. Do you see what I'm saying? So let's go back to one of these very real conditions that I just elaborated on a moment ago. You look at your bank account, there's $50 in there. You need $1,000 to get to the, the end of the month. Totally real condition, right? Okay. So what most people would do is as you're observing that condition, what are the emotions that you would expect yourself to feel? Disheartened, uh, a sense of lack, that that sinking in your chest, the scarcity energy, right? A feeling of maybe being a little bit of a failure, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to tune into that too intensely because I don't want you to go there, okay? But you know what I mean because it's happened to most of us at least once. <laughs> so what most of us would do is we have that emotional reaction to the condition and then we say, well, either one, I'm going to complain about it because there's nothing I can do 
Or two, I'm going to like figure out a way to make it happen. I'm going to call my spouse and say, look at how stupid this is that you keep buying shoes. We don't have enough money, right? Or I'm going to go to the kids and say, everybody, we're having budget cuts. There's no more eating out at McDonald's this month. Don't eat at McDonald's. <laughs> and <laughs> unless I guess it brings you joy, whatever. <laughs> um, or we go to our banker or we go to our parents or to our friend and we give a sob story from the space from being tuned into the condition we don't like, from that misaligned energy, we then try to take action. Or or if we don't think we can take action, then we just complain about it, right? But neither of those are very effective ways to getting what you want. Even if you're a really go-getter entrepreneur and you looked at the lack of money and you said, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to do a new marketing campaign. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send some emails out. I'm going to make some phone calls and get some sales. That's all good and great, but you would do so much better to find your alignment first before you take any action. Because when you're aligned, you usually take less action and it's always more inspired action. And sometimes, frequently, you take, you. take sometimes you don't even have to lift a finger. The solution comes to you and you're like, uh... That's incredible. Why do I keep forgetting that I live in this universe that's always working in my favor? And I just get in the goddamn way so often, right? So so that's really what my response is to when people say, but wait a second, my conditions are real and there's not a lot that I can do about this or, or I'm going to have to really overcome some hard stuff and push through and really struggle because of how real my conditions are. Now, I want to make sure that you feel very understood in this conversation because sometimes people leave a a talk like this and they feel a little bit belittled or invalidated. And I want you to know that I, I, I totally get where you're coming from when you look at your life and you say, some of these conditions just don't work for me. That's okay that they don't work for you. In fact, there is incredible value and you having had experienced those conditions and you being aware that they don't work for you because now you know more of what you want and that clarity is where you launch the desire for improvement and the universe is always listening and law of attraction is always responding. And so if you can springboard off of the contrast of those undesirable conditions and instead of muddling through them so much and instead of talking about them and needing to to have everybody agree with you that they're real and instead of needing to to be right about them and instead of needing validation about them if you can just if you can practice more of springboarding off your awareness of those conditions and say that's valuable feedback there's not enough money. Now, I, now I'm very aware that I would like more money. That's valuable feedback. Now that I'm aware that I don't like the way this relationship feels, I'm even more aware of its counterpart, what I would like in a relationship or in this kind of relationship. And it doesn't mean that just magically in an instant, you go from bad condition to good condition or undesirable condition to desirable condition. That's not really what we're trying to accomplish here because the reality is that you live in a time-space reality where you live in time and and things aren't usually instantaneous. Now, I've said in past episodes that if you had a desire and you introduced no resistant thought, 
the solution would materialize into your mind, into your thoughts, and even into your physical reality so quickly that the people around you would say, well, this is just not fair, right? That's impossible. That's a miracle. How did that happen? But most of us are human, and we live in a mixture of resistant thought and aligned thought. That's okay. It's not wrong. Just like how I I had to realize that last year when people were shaking their fists at the world health pandemic, at social issues that we needed to act on very quickly, I had to remind myself that's not wrong. And the more that we can wiggle gently into more feelings of alignment, the more that we're going to receive the inspired solutions and align with the solutions. And then we become witnesses of the physical improvements, the improvements in our time-space physical reality that we're really wanting. The, the key here, friend, is not needing the conditions to change before you allow yourself to feel better. Are you hearing that? Because that's the golden ticket to a fabulous life. That's the golden ticket to a fabulous business. So, so one of the things that we're going to talk about in part three coming up next week is, is it okay to look at good conditions? And I just want to give you a sneak peek here because when I'm discussing conditional living, it almost sounds like you should like put a blindfold on for the rest of your life, which is not what I'm saying at all. You're going to observe conditions. And when you have that knee-jerk response to a condition that's undesirable, there is value in that, incredible value, because that contrast is the space from which improvement is birthed. That's how the universe expands. That's how we improve the world. That's how we, as entrepreneurs, get little sparks of inspiration for our next business, for our next product, for our next marketing campaign. It's from the contrast through which the improvement is birthed. It's beautiful. So it's not wrong to observe a condition. You just want to spend less time at that starting point and let it be a starting point, not the condition that you think you're stuck in all the time. Okay? And then... When you learn to start observing conditions that are favorable and you learn how to milk those favorable conditions for all they're worth and just simmer in them in the most delicious way, that's when you start realizing at to a totally new degree what being a creator of your reality, what being, uh, what being a, a real manifester, what being a conscious creator really looks like, really feels like. Okay, so that's what we're going to dive into in part three, but we'll get there next week in the next episode, and I'm excited to have a talk about that because because I want to discuss quite a bit about living in conditions that feel good on purpose more of the time. It's really It's really a fun discussion. For now, for the next little while, just be mindful of when you are aware of a condition that's undesirable. Be okay with the fact that you don't like it. It's fine. You don't have to like the condition, okay? And then ask yourself, could I allow myself to treat this more of as a springboard, okay? Could I allow myself to take my focus off this condition, no matter how real it is, and find my alignment for a few minutes first? I mean, friend, literally, I will have moments where I might have a quote-unquote difficult day, aka a lot of conditions that I don't like, and... If I catch myself in this space, it could be the middle of the day and I'll, I'll postpone a meeting and I'll go meditate for 15 minutes to find my alignment again. And then I remember from that aligned space how yummy it is that that 
peace is within me. I didn't need the outside day to rearrange itself before I could be peaceful. And now that I am experiencing that inner peace, that inner well-being, now I've became I've become more magnetic for the solutions, for the desirable conditions that I would like to rendezvous with more throughout my day and week and month and life. Okay? So, that's what I'd like you to just just play with a little bit. Casually make it an easygoing game for the next little bit. And with that, I will see you on the next episode. Do me a favor, hit the subscribe button, share this with friends. If you've got people that you know would love this message, copy the link and DM it, text it to them. Uh, Let's help me spread this word. And I will see you in the next episode. Oh,